Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I'm so thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking today at King Idrimi. This is from a very famous discovery at Al-Alak. Al-Alak, the Tel at Shana uh, excavations. And so we started a little bit yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. It was the 18th. This is the 20th. So you may want to check that out, our previous night podcast. We tried to do one every day and then eh, every other night, something like that. Sometimes a little more than that. Maybe not always. Long story. <laughs> but let's get started again. Thanks for being here and share with your friends, family, church family, and whoever else you think might be interested in this. And we're getting this also from the Wycliffe Dictionary of Biblical Archaeology. I just go through it, use it as a base text, make some comments around it. It's a great book. Charles Pfeiffer, editor, I'd highly recommend it to everyone. That is the Wycliffe Dictionary of Biblical Archaeology. What a compendium. One of the best out there. Idrimi did not remain. We're looking at King Idrimi. Statue, it's got a history of it, did not remain very long at Amar, for he soon continued his flight with his troops through a desert area to the land of Canaan. So that's very important and significant. This is the earliest reference to the name Canaan in either biblical or non biblical literature. That's extraordinarily uh, important as well. And so uh, Idrimi finally reached his destination at the Canaanite city of Amaya, A-M-M-I-Y-A. Here he learned that some of the occupants were citizens of the kingdom from which he was in exile. The town apparently was in control of the Habaru warriors. And so many people equate Habaru, that's found multiple times in the ancient Near East with Hebrews. The big debate of done a couple podcasts kind of on that. At least it's in the podcast themselves, if not specifically dedicated to that. And Drimmy dwelled with them for seven years, interpreting the flights of birds, studying the insides of lambs for omens. That was a big thing. Uh, The Bible mentions like Nebuchadnezzar doing that. A Drimmy was sent home by sea after receiving assurance that it was safe for him to return. His relatives welcomed him but there was still hostility expressed by Baraturna, the king of the Hurrian warriors. And the Hurrians are a rather significant uh, group of people at that time period. The inscription clearly states that this hostility lasted about seven years, that a dreamy was not acknowledged as the king of Alalak until he had negotiated a peace treaty with Baraturna. Many kings of both the north and the south honored a dreamy because of his achievement. The next recorded event in the expedition against the Hittites, Adrimi's treaty with Baratora may have included a clause agreeing to such a campaign. Seven cities are listed as having been plundered by Adrimi and his troops. The Hittites do not seem to have offered any resistance. Which now they're, you know, like Uriah the Hittite, uh, Huge in the ancient Near East. Adrimi boasts of his accomplishments at home. He says this, I built a palace. It's an inscription. I made my throne like the throne of other kings, my servants like the servants of other kings. I made my sons to correspond like their sons and my comrades like their comrades. I caused the families who lived in the midst of my land to dwell happily 
It's a good thing. And I found a dwelling for those who had no homes. The borders which the gods of Alalak had established and the sacrifices which our fathers had devotedly carried out, I continued to uphold. So prosperity, housing, and tradition. After a reign of 30 years, Adrimi established a co-regency with Adad-Nirari. Adad-Nirari, his son, and to whom he began to pass on the responsibilities of the kingdom. The text does not indicate what caused this turn of events. The last section of the inscription contains a curse which should be visited by the gods of heaven and earth upon any who would steal the statue. However, the gods were to bring only blessing and protection in the life of Sharura, the scribe for writing the inscription. Sharura, S-H-R-R-U-W-A, the scribe for writing the inscription. Donald Wiseman has published the basic work on the remaining Alalak tablets. His original publication included copies, transliterations, and translations of some of the tablets and summaries of the rest, Later, Weissman edited tablets, not in his original publication. And we're going to look at those amazing tablets next time. So again, thanks for being here with us. God bless you. Pray for us. And uh, join us daily. Check out our other podcast. And also join us at New Life of Albany, Georgia on Facebook and YouTube. God bless. If you want to give, go there too. But no obligation, obviously. Bye-bye.